Fall camp for Tom Allen kicks off tomorrow. What are the biggest questions facing the Hoosiers heading into August? You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Tuesday, everybody. You are Locked On Hoosiers, the one and only daily IU podcast. We're back to daily. There's no asterisk on the daily anymore. Uh, We are here Monday through Friday and part of the Locked On Network, your team every day. I'm your host as always, Jacob. I want to thank you guys for tuning in wherever it may be from Spotify, YouTube, iTunes. Thank you for making us your first listen every single day. Reminder, haven't mentioned this in a while. Locked On is partnered with SiriusXM. You can listen to us on the SiriusXM app. During the season, you can also catch IU Football. IU Basketball on SiriusXM or the SXM app. Just search Hoosiers. And it's the football team we're going to talk about today. Fall camp kicks off tomorrow for the Hoosiers. Let's look at the five biggest questions surrounding this team heading into fall camp. What we're going to look to find out once we head into week one of the season. The biggest one, the most obvious one. Who's going to start a quarterback for the Hoosiers It's not the first time we've had a quarterback battle under Tom Allen. It's the second time in as many years. Two new faces, even at that. Last year, it was Jack Tuttle and Connor Bazelak. Both those guys uh, lost, I guess, and headed out after the season. Now it's Taven Jackson and Brendan Sorsby, two redshirt freshmen that are going to be battling it out for the starting position. Who's going to be the starter? Last season was a very similar situation to this one in that you had kind of an incumbent versus someone that transferred in. And what I said last season is I thought the person that transferred in that one being Bazelak had the upper hand heading into the fall and that they were probably the front runner and they were going to have to have a really bad fall to not win the starting job. Bazelak won the starting job. Whatever happened after that happened, but That was his job. I think it's very similar this year. Taven Jackson is the one transferring in. Brendan Sorsby is the incumbent. However much a a redshirt freshman being an incumbent matters, but nonetheless, he does have a year of experience under Tom Allen and Walt Bell. But, again, you don't transfer into a program, especially as a quarterback, without some assurances about your position. I don't know that Tom Allen outright said you're going to be the starting quarterback. I would imagine it went something close to you come in. It's your job to lose. Maybe some phrasing like that. You're the the front runner. You'll have to prove yourself, but it'll, you'll have the edge heading in. I imagine that's how things look heading into fall camp. This is Taven Jackson's spot to lose. Now he could lose it, but He's going to have that that edge, that little little bit of gap between him and Brendan Soresby. I don't think this is a, a 50-50. Whoever plays better in camp, they're the one that wins. I think Taven would have to really struggle and Brendan would have to really stand out because the dynamics in play at this as well, if Taven transfers in and then you don't make him the starter, even if he played well, then you have a really awkward situation there. 
name isn't going to matter here. I, I've seen some suggestion that he's only starting because of his name or he might only have the edge because of his name. He's also a really good quarterback prospect. You every dayers will remember back when he transferred to Indiana. We talked to our scouting expert who spoke to people at Tennessee about Taven Jackson, and he was being groomed to be the starter this season. And he was going to be the guy to take over. Uh, he was set to even start the bowl game. They initially were going to have him start the bowl game after Hendon Hooker's injury, but Taven had a little bit of an injury himself. They wanted to make sure he was fully and completely healthy heading into spring practice, so they held him out, and then they recruited over him. Taven entered the portal, but he was someone that was kind of fast-tracked a little bit at Tennessee. If you're kind of fast-tracked, seen as the next one at a place like Tennessee, what are you going to be at a place like Indiana? You you absolutely are going to come into the situation with a bit of an edge. So I, I really think Taven Jackson is going to head into week one as a starter. I'm really excited about what the potential is with him. In previous seasons, and I guess specifically last year, you could get excited about Bazelak and there were some things to be excited about. But ultimately, he was an older player, and I don't know that I ever really thought about the future when I thought about what Connor Bazelak was going to be. Because the future was like one, two years, and then that was probably it. You think about the future with Taven Jackson. When Bazelak struggled, it was like there really isn't any reason to keep him around. Let's let's move on and go to someone else. If Taven Jackson struggles, you can easily make the argument, look, he's got to figure this out and then he'll be ready in the future. So I think that's going to shape things as well. But ultimately that's going to be the biggest question for this team. Tom Allen isn't going to give anything away. He's not going to reveal anything. You guys know how this is. You guys know how last year went and that there was absolutely zero indication about what the quarterback battle looked like nobody gave away anything to their credit it was entirely sealed until the first game of the season it being a big 10 game probably factors into that but i don't know even if iu was playing indiana state in week one i don't know that he would give anything away i think he'd act just the same at this so the end result is this is going to be a debate that goes on for the next month. I don't know how much we're going to debate it. We'll certainly monitor things and note things, but there's going to be a lot of kind of non-updates when media is out there and they might see somebody with the ones one day, somebody with the ones the other day. We're not going to, I mean, we'll talk about it, but I, I don't think Tom Allen is going to give anything away until we get to, I believe September 2nd is the game against Ohio state. I think that's the exact date. Until we get to week one, until we're about to kick off, it is September 2nd. That's when we're going to know who the starting quarterback is. So it'll be interesting. It'll be fun to watch. Both these guys are young, and it's exciting for the future of the program. Right now, my bet's Taven Jackson. Let me know who you guys think is going to be the starting quarterback in week one. 
in the comments down below. There's more on offense that we need to, to discuss. A big thing that I'm sure everybody has on their mind after the last couple of seasons. And obviously Jalen Lucas is going to be a focus as well. We'll look into some more questions for the Hoosiers heading into fall camp here in just a moment. For a championship team, though, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. I don't know that IU football knows a lot about championship teams. Maybe the 2020 team is as close as it gets. Everybody fit perfectly on that team. Next time you guys need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors to make sure you get the perfect part. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Big thanks to you guys. Again, as always, I say this all the time. I really do mean it. Those of you that continue to make us your first listen every single day. Every dayers, make sure you check out Monday's episode. We had Talia Goodman on an awesome episode. We're absolutely going to have her on more. Talked all about Terry Moore and IU women's basketball. Tomorrow we're going to do Recruiting Wednesday for the men's basketball. A lot of things to catch up on since we last talked last week about recruiting. So be sure you guys are ready for that. Let's talk a little bit more about the offense for the Hoosiers. Actually, a, a, most of these questions are about the offense. Because, I, I mean, there are such widespread things to talk about defensively that it's hard to pinpoint one. We'll talk defense at the end, but let's talk the offensive line. That has been the source of frustration for this program for how many years? (laughs) 2020, they were all right. And since then, it's been a nosedive. 2021, they were really bad. 2022, they were really, really bad. I'm hoping that we get rid of one of the reallys in that instead of adding another one when describing the offensive line this year, I'm hoping we get rid of the really, the really in the bad. I hope this is just, I would take adequate. I would take average. If this was just an average offensive line, I would be happy with that because it's so, so far removed from even being average the last two years that all the discussion about who should be at quarterback, how Jalen Lucas should be used, the receivers that are or aren't stepping up, there are valid discussions there, but it, it all just kind of pales in comparison to the offensive line because you can have five-star receivers and all Big Ten receivers and an All-American in the backfield and a fully capable quarterback, but if the offensive line is as bad as it's been, none of that matters. And I'm beating a dead horse. I'm making a lot of points that I have for the last two seasons. I don't – I mean, again – you don't even have to be an everydayer to have heard this discussion during football season. What's the offensive line going to look like for this team? Is it going to continue to be bad? IU finally made the decision to fire the, the offensive line coach. Bob Bostad is now 
uh, in charge of the offensive line as well as the run game coordinator. He will he bring kind of a change in production? Uh, uh, certainly some type of change in philosophy, a change in how this team practices and develops. And it was just so bad under the last coach that, and it had been that way for a while that it needed just a complete overhaul. How IU was approaching offensive line, just everything, development, practice, scouting, play everything needed to be changed did they get that we won't we won't know but it's certainly going to be something to continue to watch there we've made this argument before there is some positive in that there are a lot of pieces that are back from last season zach carpenter uh mike kadich uh matthew bedford obviously a big one khalil benson I would imagine all those guys start and we'll see how this plays out. But those are all familiar names from last season. Joshua sales junior, I believe played a little bit last year as well. So Vinny Fi uh, cable. There are guys that have been around for a number of seasons. There's only one true freshman on the offensive line. So on one hand, it's a positive that Indiana has some familiarity there, but is that a double-edged sword? Because again, they haven't been good. Is it a good thing to have familiarity when they've been bad? We're going to find out. Those are questions that we're going to have to see how it plays out. Are the players bad or were the, was the coaching bad or was it a mix of the two? We're going to see how that plays out heading through fall camp into the season another thing for iu and and this kind of tails off of that obviously the offensive line to me needs to be good but how is iu going to use Jalen lucas and i think that might be the thing we see the most during fall camp <clears throat> how when the media is there when people are watching you'll be able to see Jalen lucas lined up all over the place he himself said he's going to line up all over the place running back two running back sets, slot receiver, out wide, whatever it is, he's going to be all over the field this season. He should be. He is Indiana's most explosive player. He needs to be put in different positions, and they need to find ways to get him the ball, get him the ball in space, get him the ball in spots where he can make plays. IU did not do that enough last season by any stretch. He wasn't on the field enough last season. All indications through media day is that he will be on the field enough or more, maybe not enough, but more this season. But how are they going to use him? Is he going to be a straight running back? Is he going to be the first string running back? Is he going to line up alongside Taven Jackson, behind Taven Jackson? Is it going to be a, a read option, an option type of offense under Walt Bell? With I mean, Taven's a, a great athlete which might be another reason why he is a front runner because Taven and Jalen kind of the best version of that, I think is a really dynamic, dangerous, explosive type of backfield. But is Jalen going to line up just beside him? Is he going to line up with Josh Henderson in the backfield? 
Is he going to go out wide? Is IU going to use him as a sc- in the screen game? Is he going to be an actual wide receiver that's going to run just actual routes? What? How much are they going to use him in that regard? I don't have the answers. The answer should be yes to all of those questions. That's how IU should use him in any way possible. Can they get creative enough to put him in those spots to where he can make plays week in and week, week, in and week out? Again, another question. I think that more than maybe any of these we'll be able to see through fall camp. But IU absolutely has to do a better job of getting Jalen Lucas the ball. And I said something last week, I believe, for clarity. I I said he should be on like 80% of the plays. I don't strictly mean the ball should touch his hand 80% of the plays. I'm saying he should be out there for that many snaps. Whether it's as a running back, as a receiver, whatever it should be. He should be out there more. He absolutely shouldn't touch about 80% of the time. That's obscene in college football. But he should be out there that much. That probably seems high, but that's something much closer. He needs to be on the field more. IU isn't good enough to have a player as good as Jalen Lucas not be on the field as much as he physically can. So that's something I'm going to be watching during fall camp. There's another really high-rated recruit Indiana has that I think has a lot of questions to answer this season. And we're going to talk about the defense and all the questions surrounding it here in just a moment. We are not that far removed from Donovan McCauley being the highest-rated quarterback recruit ever to commit to Indiana. It was only a couple seasons ago. We're barely, not even two years removed from him playing at quarterback for the Hoosiers. McCauley obviously made the switch to wide receiver this past season. And it was woeful. It was, I don't even know the right word, like non-existent. Like he just didn't really do anything. To be quite honest, if it's a tough transition, I'll give him that. And I will also say it didn't really matter what he would have done. He, he would have struggled to make an impact again, beating a dead horse because of that offensive line. So if there was a season in which you could afford him learning the position and with how last season played out, that is fine. But I think Donovan McCauley really needs to make an impact this season. I would imagine right now, heading into fall camp, he is your number two receiver. Cam Camper's one, Donovan McCauley is two. That realistically should be how it looks. Is he going to earn that spot? Prove that this was the right decision to move out to wide receiver? He's, he has questions to answer. He needs to step up this season. His third year on campus, his second year at this position, he's familiar with ha- with Walt Bell's offense. He's familiar with Big Ten play. Now we're in a position where he needs to start making an impact. I there was There were reasons why I think it made sense for him to go to the wide receiver position. He has the size for it. He is a great athlete. 
but he has to i think he really is is under the microscope here because if he has anything close to the season he had last year there's a lot of questions that are going to have to start to be asked why he made the decision to move why the coaching staff allowed him things like that i don't i'm hoping that is not a discussion we are having in the bye week or in you know week 5 week 6 somewhere around there because he's been a non-factor. I'm hoping the discussions we're having, uh, the bye week is the first week of October. I hope by the first week of October, during that bye week, we're discussing how good he looks at this position finally and how much he's adapted to it. But he has some questions to answer in that regard. He really needs to step up. When Cam Camper went down, I thought that was a great opportunity for him to really start to step up and make plays that never came. There wasn't really uh, a full game. I think in which Donovan McCauley stood out, there were moments, there were flashes, there were parts of games, but ultimately his best game last season was two catches for 53 yards. He had a couple of games where he had three catches and that was it. He had one touchdown against Ohio State. Nothing else really happened. He had 16 catches total. He should be having triple that, I think. At least double that. Triple that might be a lot. Double that next season, at the or this upcoming season, at the very least. 30, 40 catches. Um, I'm looking at last season... Cam Camper had 46 receptions in seven games. Emory Simmons had 37. Donovan McCauley needs to be right around there, at least, at the very least. Around 40 catches this season and being an impactful player on this team. Otherwise, again, we're going to be having some discussions and some what-ifs, and those are never fun. So... I think Donovan McCauley heads into fall camp with some things to prove. The last thing is just the entire state of the defense. There, I kind of debated which specific part to kind of zoom in on. Ultimately, what I landed on is what is the defense going to look like? We know the idea of what Tom Allen wants his defenses to look like. When they play well, they're kind of ball hawking, turnover creating, like awkward blitzing, I think is a good way of describing it. Blitzing you from different like places than what you would expect. Just kind of fluid, havoc creating type of defense. When's the last time we saw that? The 2020 season, maybe? There were moments in that 2020 season in which... They played really well. I would actually go further than that. They did play really well in that 2020 season, especially that Wisconsin game in which they held them to six points at home. The Ohio State game, in terms of creating havoc, they did a lot of that for better and for worse. But that 2020 season is the last time we saw the defense look like that for a full game. There were times... um, in maybe the 2021 season, the first half against Cincinnati, they did that until Micah McFadden went out with that really insane targeting call. They had, it, 
I think overall they haven't looked like that since the first half of that game against Cincinnati, which was September 18th, 2021. We're going on two years since this defense has looked like a Tom Allen defense for even half of a game. Are we going to get back to that? And Tom Allen's not calling the plays. He's certainly influencing a style in what he wants, but are they going to get back to looking like it doesn't even necessarily have to be a Tom Allen defense, just a good defense. Are they going to be a good defense again this season? It's hard to say. Uh, I went on a podcast with a Wisconsin fan and he asked me who the kind of standout guys were on defense except for, and he said outside of Aaron Casey. Uh, Andre Carter is going to be really good. Noah Pierre is probably going to be really good as a the starting Husky. I earnestly couldn't tell you who else is going to be really good on this defense or even a standout. I'm not sure I could tell you who else is going to start on this defense. I have some guesses across the the positions. Miles Jackson, as I imagine, is going to be your bull. Uh, you have Jacob Magnum Farr, I would imagine, is going to start at linebacker. Uh, Philip Bleedy probably starts. Ladarius Cox could as well. Um, that's secondary. I have very little idea outside of Pierre. Josh Sanguinetti is probably going to start at safety. The corners, I think, are going to be maybe one of the most up-in-the-air position battles for fall camp. So... So much uncertainty, so many positions that can be won over the next month. What's this defense going to look like when we come out of fall camp, when we head in to the Ohio State game, when we head into the games after that, because Ohio State's going to be annoying and unfortunately probably a loss, knock on wood. I, I wish it wasn't, but when we head into Indiana State, Louisville, Akron, Maryland, those much more winnable games, what does this defense look like? Is it look like a Tom Allen defense? Does it look like a good defense? Does it look like the defense of basically the last two years? That's, I think, the question to ask of this defense because there are just so many otherwise. that I could do five questions about the defense for an episode, and I think we're going to talk about the defense a lot over the next month because guys are going to stand out. Again, there's position battles to be won. And I think that's going to be the most interesting thing to, to watch in fall camp. All these questions are going to be things that we're going to talk about. This is going to shape how we look at fall camp, I think, over the next month. Starts today. IU plays on September 2nd. It's a nice August 2nd to September 2nd is going to be uh, not all fall camp. They're obviously the week before. They'll do a normal pregame week. But you have a month to really figure things out. What is this team going to look like in a month? How many of these questions are going to have answers in a month? Not all of them, maybe not any of them, but well, at least one of them, we have to know who the starting quarterback is going to be. But outside of that, this could be uh questions that are going to be, have to be resolved even into the season. But let me know if you guys have any questions, if you guys have any thoughts about any of these questions I asked. How do you see, how would you use Jalen Lucas? 
how would you uh, line up the defense? Who do you think is going to have big season on that side of the ball? Let me know in the comments. Let me know on Twitter at LO underscore Hoosiers. Let me know in a review. If you guys want to do that as well, we'll read those out on air. So big thanks to all of you guys, as always, for making us your first listen every single day. Every dayers tomorrow we'll be on here talking about IU recruiting, and then we will get some first reactions, some first takes from fall camp later on this week. As always, guys, hope everybody has a great Tuesday. Again, we're back to daily, so be sure you're subscribed. But most importantly, everybody, Elio. <laughs>